Because had it been that we're living under the Old Testament, maybe you could have been a pillar of salt by now. Did you know that? We thank God for grace. Because the, the angel said, run, run for your lives and do not look back. The question instruction was, do not look back. And Jesus himself says in Matthew, he says, no one who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is fit for service. Same instructions. He says, no one who puts his hand on the plow. Now for you, you are born again and tomorrow, you are turning back. By now, you'd be a pillar of salt. That's what happened. The, the, what, do, what crime did Lot's wife do? What was the crime? She said, what was the crime? She only did what? She just looked back a little and said, let me see go. So what about you? Now, the reason why you are going back and forth in your life, I have to be very frank with you. The reason why you're going back and forth is that there are times when you, you are believing the Lord, you are believing the Lord, you're believing the Lord, you're walking with God in salvation. Then another day you are feeling that I'm, I feel so low. What do you mean feel low? Just tell you, you, you hear me run. What, what is this low, low business? Eh? Oh, I'm feeling so low. My faith is so down. I feel so dis... I, I don't know. Things are not really working. Did God say things are going to work all the time? As, as far as I know, he's very clear. In Isaiah 43, he's clear. He says, though you walk through the fire, he says, I will be there. He doesn't say there will be no fire. Read it again. He says, though you walk through the deep water, he says deep water, by the way, he says, they shall not drown you. You will not drown. He does not say there will be no water. And he says, that's what David says. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I will fear no what? No evil. He did not say there will be no valley. He, did not, he didn't say there will be no valley of the shadow of death. He said, though you walk through it, I'll be with you. Jesus will not walk through the valley. You're going to have to walk through it. He won't walk through the fire. You're going to have to walk through the fire. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego understood divine principle. The king makes a statue and says, I don't know, this king was strange. He said, as long as I've made a statue, he said, you must all worship my God. A statue? And everybody just went down, the God of Nebuchadnezzar. And these three small short men said, never, ever, ever. They said, we will not bow. They told the king, eh, some man has defied the king. What has happened? But they didn't bow. Who? Bring them to me. Then the king himself says, as soon as you hear the drum, you must bow down. They said, listen, my, we are a good king. We will not bow. Hmm? And they said, let me tell you. He said, he said, the God we serve, he's able to save us from your hand. Then they even add a disclaimer. But even if he doesn't, you should know that for us, we will not bow. In other words, they have determined that if we perish, we perish. For them, they said, for us, we are born again. For us, we are born again. If you want to know who is born again, there's an Al-Shabaab man show up now with a gun. Stand there and cook it. Quack, quack. Who is born again? I know what you'll all say. You'll all say, I know it's Pastor Mark. Everybody will say, we come to receive salvation. <laughs> Not yet. It's Pastor Mark. It's Pastor Mark. I know. All of you will say, you know, hmm, I have children. As if me, I don't have. Me, I have children. And then you see them passing. Me, I have children. Anyway, let's go. Let's go to another church. Let's go. Tell me you won't do that. If you have not yet reached that level with God, I can tell you the truth, you will deny him. I know right now it's easy to say, oh, for me, I can't, me, I can't. But Peter ate with the Lord. Peter saw miracles with his two eyes. Peter walked on water for a few seconds. It was Peter who threw the net on the other side. Peter witnessed miracles. Peter was there at the transfiguration. He saw the Lord transformed. He saw him. And then on the last minute, Peter called down Cassie. He says, me, who, Jesus? Which one? He said, which one? There are many. Maybe you mean my cousin. Jesus. Uh -uh. So they told the king, 
So you can, you can do anything. But for us, as far as we know, we will not bow. The rest here would have said, do you want me to bow or to lie flat? You, yeah, Ebon again would have said, let me lie flat, I will repent later. Tell me you've never said that. There is grace, I will repent. This guy said, my friend, never ever. But do you know that God did not show up when they were having the dialogue? God didn't show up when they tied them? No. There is only at what point where the Lord showed up. As a matter of fact, he was waiting for them in the fire. When they threw them in, it was Nebuchadnezzar himself who jumped off from his seat. Ah, this is Nebuchadnezzar saying, Jesus, wait. Were they three men or they were four? And then they said, no, they were three. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Come, come, move. They are four. <laughs> and the fourth one looks like a god. The things that God can do. And then, then the king himself says, Shadrach, Mesach, Abednego, sons of the living God, the most high God, come out. But you threw them in. They should have said, mm-hmm, we're not coming out. Nebuchadnezzar would have gone into Tyson and said, please come out of the fire. Please come out. If I'd been there, I would have said, mm-hmm, never, ever, ever. <laughs> Let's be cool here with Jesus. We walk around. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar could not believe what, what he saw with his two eyes. What that, that tells you something. That if you stick to Jesus Christ, however bad, the Lord will never abandon you. I want you to know that. You know, it may seem like your whole world is collapsing. Oh, by the way, when you stick to Jesus, I want you to understand that there's a price. There will be those who leave you. There will be those who will turn their backs on you. There's a price to everything. But I will tell you this. I would rather you stay with Jesus Christ than going with the world. Stick to Jesus. Don't go with the world. Nature and message and Abednego, they showed us a perfect example of sticking with Jesus Christ. They were willing to stake their necks for what they believe. So where do you lie? Are you a believer? Oh, you are not a believer. What are you? Will you accept a bribe? Before you take that bribe, would Jesus take a bribe? Before you hide the truth, would Jesus do that? Before you tell a lie, would Jesus tell a lie? Before you betray somebody, would Jesus betray somebody? Before you steal, would Jesus steal? Always think, what would the Lord do at this time? Now, once you've made a shift and you've declared that for me, I am going to be born again from today and I am no longer of the world, do you know what will happen to you? Is that then the, the rim of the spirit begins to recognize you. Then things begin to work in your favor. Then you begin to experience, there's a grace you begin to walk in. There's a grace that God cannot permit you to walk in as long as you're still here. In other words, right now, there is no way that Trump can come here and begin looking for you. You get what I mean? It's not Trump to look for you for what? And you're here, and you're Ugandan, and Trump comes to look for Ugandan in Uganda, unless you're a terrorist. But just imagine if you had been an American living in Uganda, and there is war. Let me tell you, the government of the U.S. will find you. They will send, even if it means to send a whole plane for one person or 10 people, they will, because they know that that is ours. Okay, go and pick him. Now, when you completely align yourself with Jesus Christ, the day you align yourself with Jesus Christ, heaven takes notice. Then you begin to walk in grace you had never walked in before. You begin to experience the miraculous that you had today, right now, you may not be seeing the power and the importance of the miraculous or the things of the spirit. Today, you may not believe in them, but I want to assure you this today. that the day you begin to actually make that shift to the Lord, the miraculous, you begin to see things the way God sees them. You begin to see things as possible. That's the day the spirit of worry flees from you. The spirit of fear flees from you. The spirit of doubt, the spirit of anxiety, all those small, small demons, they flee. Because those demons belong to the other side of the world. They cannot cross over. Do you really think that in heaven people are stressed? Then why are you stressed? Are you telling me that there's a time when Jesus Christ is worried about what will happen tomorrow? 
Do you think that the, the panic, there's a panic system in heaven? No. But the Lord says in 2 Timothy 1.7, says, For the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. It's not given. But you've been given another spirit. A spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. That's what God has given unto us. But you cannot partake of those until you have made a shift. And you say that from today for me, I am for Jesus. So there are laws that govern salvation. The prophetic. You know why the prophetic may not work for you? And the word is spoken into your life, even if it is spoken ten times, it is simply because you still belong to another world. Because the prophetic is for those who are operating in a different realm. Those who are born again and they are aligned with God, they will operate in the prophetic. It's their right. The gifts of the Spirit are yours. The promises of God are yours. But only when you are this side, not the other side. That's what he says. The promises of God are yes and amen. But you see, they can only be yes and amen when you are this side, not the other side. The laws of Uganda can only govern you when you're living in Uganda. Go with these laws to Kenya. They will cane you. You'll violate every law of theirs. You know here we drive on the left. Go to Europe, most of them drive on the right. So you're going to knock people and they will arrest you. You cannot say for me, I am from Uganda, we drive on the left. Even you people, you're on the wrong side of the road. No. They will arrest you and they will read for you. They will say, according to traffic, man, you violated this law, this law, this law. Then you say, oh, but I came from Uganda yesterday. No problem, but welcome. They will still send you to jail. Do you see the difference? Go right now to any Arab country and walk the way you dress sometimes in public. Yeah? You put on the thing, blouse which ends here, and your whole section here is outside. You put on a skirt which ends here. Go there, do it. Try and do it. They will arrest you, throw you in prison, and lose the key. And, and you will not be able to say, but I'm from me, I'm from Uganda. Yeah, but they'll tell you, but this is not Uganda. This is Saudi Arabia. You get the difference. There are countries where it's, it's, it's illegal to take alcohol. You can't even hold a bottle. Now for you, you go with your full suitcase of alcohol, they will impound it at the airport. They will. They find you drunk, they arrest you. And you say, but me, I'm Ugandan. Yeah, that's okay. We know you're Ugandan, but this is not Uganda. Are you seeing the difference? You, you, you make noise because you have not understood the laws. But the laws are clear. So we are struggling because we have not made a shift. And, and this is the reality. Now, that does not mean that you, live, you don't live cautious of the world you're living in. It doesn't mean that. It just simply means that you are not bound by those laws, but you are of the Spirit. So you need to be more sensitive to the things of the Spirit, to be more sensitive to the voice of the Lord your God, to be more sensitive to what He expects of you, to live your life entirely on His Word, and not on what man thinks, and not on the system that has been set by the world. So, are you born again? or you're not. Your actions will show whether you're actually born again or not. How you raise your children, how you teach them, what you tell them will say to us whether you are actually a believer or you're not because it's in the word of God. Now, after you have understood that, then you realize that in this other world where you are, there's only one currency. The currency is faith. And that's why Jesus' entire ministry was about one thing, have faith. If you notice, he says, have faith in God. He says, have faith in God. All things are possible, but have faith in God. So when you're on this side, now you'll understand that to transact on this other side, you don't need money. You don't need money. Isaiah 55. Have you read it before? Isaiah 55 is very clear. He says, come. Who is hungry? Come. Come and buy bread without money. He said, come and buy and eat. Because the currency you need there, it is faith. It is not what? It's not money. You see, now, in the world system, who you know is what matters. In the realm of the spirit, 
Your faith in God is what matters. But the other side, your connections will help you. My friend, your connections in heaven will not help you. You made no Angel Michael, you made no Peter, you made no James, the brother of the Lord, you made even no John who received the revelations, you made even no Isaiah and he's your cousin, no problem. But one thing that I will tell you is that, I, I, I'll be honest with you, is that here, it's only one thing that matters, is that you must have faith in God. That's the currency you need, okay? You will not need to bribe anybody. So, I would like you to make a shift. I prepared the message to you there of faith, but then the Spirit of the Lord was telling me, no, faith is not important for people who have not made a shift yet. Because you can't be on the other side of the road. Then he said, but for me, I believe. It's like you going to New York and saying, yes, me, I am in you. I mean, yeah, you must know me. You don't know my father? My father is called Okello. And they say, where is he? Yeah, he's in Kampala. And the man is saying, where is Kampala? You mean you don't know? Then you're offended. But must he know your father? But if he, you get what I mean. Eh? So we, I, we, we confuse the two. And that's the reason, that explains why today we have some measure of results. And then tomorrow, things go so bad. Okay? So in other words, when we are desperate for the Lord, you know what we do? We step completely into the spirit. Then even forget the world. Now you are with God completely, completely, completely. You even pray at very inconveniencing hours. Now let God bless you. And you have been blessed. Abundant. You know God, you know the things I love about God is that even when you play a trick on him and he knows, he will still bless you. God blesses you so abundantly. Yeah, but people trick God. You don't know. So many people trick God. Lord, I love you. Oh, if you bless me, I am going to do this. And the Lord knows your heart, but he still blesses you. And yet he knows that you are getting these blessings by trick. But because you asked according to his word, he will bless you. Then after blessing you, you know where you're going to flee? You're going to flee into the world again. And absorb yourself completely into the world system. That you even begin to lose your identity. You begin to lose. I always say, Lord, if those blessings will make me lose my identity, I would rather not have them. Soak yourselves in the Lord. You know it happened to Solomon. Hmm? You know Solomon had nothing. He had a few things he needed from his father, not many really. But God shows up, blesses this man so much. Then Solomon, boom, he activates the thing. How do you marry 700 wives? You know that that, is, that means he would have a wife from every tribe in East Africa. Actually, more than one from every tribe in East Africa. And imagine he's marrying the most beautiful. They all have to be virgins and they all must be princes. He wasn't marrying Kwarakwara. He was marrying strictly a princess. 700. I think the Lord said, oh, what has happened to this man? Now, as he's still getting the 700, then the arch concubines. 300. I think the Lord says, I don't know what to do for this boy. You see what the blessings have done. Do you know what does that? It is because of money. It was power. Every one of them had a palace. And the palace with servants. And the palace built of gold. And you've got horses, chariots, everything. You're a queen. How many? 700. Then he gets concubines. I don't know now what those ones were doing. 700? How many years are those? So let's assume that he was visiting each wife per day. How many years are those? You need 10 years. Because there's a distance, you have to move. There are no planes. Imagine from here to Kumi, you're going to see a woman. From Kumi, you go to Amuria. From Amuria, you go to Gulu. From Gulu, you go to Masindi. Are you seeing? Kavali. It's terrible. But do you know what does that? It is simply because God blessed the man. You know, we will joke about these things until God blesses you. That's why seek the Lord right now when you still can. May you be grounded in God right now when you still can. Because these blessings you're, you're weeping about, you think it's a big thing for God to bless you? It's a very small thing for God to bless you. You can wake up in the morning and God has changed your whole life completely. Turn it upside down. Have you had people who have gotten jobs and the person has been home for five years? He gets a job as a director, and then they're, they're paying school fees for all your 12 children. 
They've given you a house. They're paying for your insurance. You have a driver. They're paying for everything. Then what will your money do? Are you, are you seeing what I'm saying? Won't you deny the Lord? Because the thing which is keeping you in the eyes of God, oh Lord, school fees, school fees, school fees. What is keeping you in the presence of God? I have to be frank with you. Is that the thing keeping us in the presence of God is because there is something God hasn't fixed yet. But that's wrong. We should be with the Lord whether he gives to us or he doesn't. It should just be that for me, for example, do you know that we are black? Whether the sun comes out or it doesn't, you still remain black. It should be like that. So don't be white when God has given you money. It's what I'm trying to say. But the things I'm telling you, they are real. And this is what chases us from the Lord. Today, right now, let me ask a question and let's be frank. Today, right now, if God gave you a million dollars now, just now, how packed will your schedule be? You'll visit land, you'll visit, you'll visit property. Everywhere they're selling something, you are there. You will not have time. Do you know how you'll be writing the phone calls you'll be getting? You'll buy two brand new iPhones, and then you even forget to put a line in one. This car, how much is it? I like it. You pay that one. Remove him from that car. How much is it? 70 million. Tell him to take 50. Give it to him cash. Your schedule becomes packed. It's instant. And then, meanwhile, your appetite flees immediately. Uh, you know these things are real, eh? Right now, you, you have, you, you're thinking, if only I can get some money, I can take my partner or my children to this nice restaurant to eat. The day you get that, you say, let the driver take them to eat. You're not there. You're very busy. But this is real, is it not? So how many will remain? But you see, for the people who know their God, those who have made a proper shift, do you know what will happen to them? They will remain with Jesus, even when he has blessed them. That's the reason why the people who really are born again, and God has blessed them exceedingly. When you meet them, you will never believe that they are extremely blessed because they will stay humble in the eyes of God. They won't be excited by the things that excite us. They will have lots of money, by the way, but they will never show it. So what I was saying to you is, may you, may you seek the Lord right now when you still have time. And um, there's a level of maturity that God would like to see. And, um, and that level of maturity is the one that is not excited by blessings. And um, we are the reasons why blessings stop flowing in our lives sometimes. Today, because of your condition, you may be very willing to give the little you have, and you're extremely willing. But may you keep that spirit, that you're still able to bless somebody else, even as God increases you. Right now, your heart is not proud, but may the Spirit of God keep you in the same place so that your heart never becomes proud because of what God has blessed you with. Because it's a very small thing for God to bless you. If you want to know that God can really bless you, you make a shift and begin to walk and live your life entirely for God. You'll be amazed what God will do. Everything that seems impossible for you right now, God will make it possible for you. But you have to make a shift. And why you have to make a shift is because when God has blessed you so that you don't go back where you came from, because you could not contain to be in the presence of God. Each time you're worried about finances, just think if God just gave you a million dollars, whether you would still be in his presence. Just think about that. And that's why you need to make a shift now. As a matter of fact, thank God. Maybe you should thank God he hasn't blessed you yet. You, you have not seen what blessings can do. I have. People don't run away from church because of problems. People go to church because of problems. But what chases people out of church is blessings. And that is the sad reality, unfortunately. You know how many lepers Jesus Christ healed? There were 10. 10 lepers got healed. How many actually went back to the Lord to say, thank you? Just only one. I have no idea where the Spirit of the Lord gave me this message. I have my message, by the way, which I prepared to preach for you. I spent time preparing it. But I don't know why the Lord preferred this particular one. When you lie on your bed, when you get on your knees to pray, know that it's a very small thing for God to bless you. It's a small thing for God to heal you. It's a very small thing for God to prosper you. But if you have not made the shift, you will abandon the Lord.
you will turn your back on Jesus. I have seen it with my two eyes. I, I, there are very few people who I know who have remained with Jesus Christ when he has blessed. May you be counted among those who will remain with God. And by the way, what you don't know is that when you receive blessings in the presence of God, and you stay in the presence of God. The blessing that God has given you is only a seed because blessings attract blessings. But when you flee from the presence of God, when he has just begun, do you have any idea how, I think you've gone for dinner before. Yeah, because I want you to see something. Is that when you go for dinner, okay, what do you start to eat at the, at the dinner table? What do you begin with? This is starter, isn't it? Normally it's a what? It's either soup or something, isn't it? Now cut it for you. If you decide to drink two large bowls of soup, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if you take two large bowls of soup and then you, you eat, you know those small buns, they're usually small. Then you choose to eat 12 of them. Is there any more space for you to eat food? Is it, is it, is it the problem of the person who is hosting you? Now you eat those and you create 12. Then from, from soup, from the start, where do you go next? To the main course, isn't it? Then you reach there, then your eyes just probably, why? Because you're seeing like 20 types of meat. Then you begin to say, can they pack? Blessings are like that. While the Lord is just starting with you, the Lord has just, they have brought, the, the angels have brought the starter. And the starter normally could be in form of that dream job you've been looking for, you know? You, you know the thing you've been dying for, the Lord brings a starter. Now, while the Lord has brought the starter for you, you focus your, all your eyes on that. Oh, now I've got a job, I need to work hard. But you forget that the job did not come because you're working hard. The job came because you are working with Jesus. Are you seeing the difference? So then now you switch off from the Lord totally. Say, I'm busy. Now you want to prove to your bosses that you are a hardworking person instead of proving to the Lord that you're a faithful person. So you break your back. You're working 12-hour shifts. And the Lord is looking for you. And the angels, the Lord is looking for one small thing, faithfulness with the little he has given you so that now it can attract a bigger door to open. Now the Lord shows up and you are not there. The angels come with the main meal and it's been prepared for only and only you. The table has been set. Everything is looking fantastic. They brought the best, pulled out the best wines. There's even a brand new dress or suit for you to wear with Jesus Christ as the bridegroom is waiting for you. Table is set. Angels are serving. I'm telling you, he's there. He's radiating with his glory. Your suit is there, your, 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 your dress is there, your shoes are there, the, the rings are there, everything is set, the table is beautiful as you want it. Roses everywhere, and Jesus is waiting, and the angels, and the Lord is saying, but where shouldn't she be here? And the angels are saying, and, and, and God the Father is saying, shouldn't she be here? My son is waiting. And Jesus is then saying, Linda, Kukatini, just wait a bit, maybe she's coming. The Holy Spirit is looking for you everywhere. He sent angels everywhere. Where are you? You are in the office. It's already past six. The angels are waiting for you. You are here. Ta -ta 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 -ta. He's in church waiting to give you the best for you. You are trying to reply to emails, which you shouldn't be replying to past six. Then you remember, eh, it's seven. Eh. Anyway, I think I'll go to church next time. I'm so tired. Let me pick my KFC and go home. You pick your KFC, go home because you are alone. God bless you. You bought a TV. You put in a series. And you put your legs up like this with popcorn. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're on popcorn, but Jesus is waiting with a main meal. Are you seeing? And the blessings that God has prepared for you. The angels are saying, I wish. The angels are worshiping the Lord, but they are saying, I wish, only I wish he could show up. Ah, they wait and they wait and they wait until the Lord says, oh, why? What to gain? Food is becoming cold. Some they say, amen, the blessings are done. I've been in a service before where people have come late and the, the person is walking in as we are saying, as just about to say amen and the Lord has a word for them. Those are the guys I'm talking about. The person made 
an effort to make sure that they are there and they don't miss it and they pick the word of God when they are. You know how everybody is seated, you're waiting for the word of God, it doesn't come for you. But there's this person who comes two minutes to the end of the service and the word is for them. And you say, yee, and us? Do you see what I'm saying? And you have been there and this person gets the word of God and it is for them. What I'm, what I'm saying to you, don't let the blessings of God excite you. When you make a shift to be with Jesus Christ, keep your head down. It is only the beginning. Don't let any amount of blessing chase you away from the presence of God. Even if the Lord gave you a billion dollars, stay with him. Because where that billion dollars came from, there's ten more. I always remember that, that there's more where that came from. Anything you receive from the Lord, you should understand that the supply is unlimited. If he gives you a million dollars, tomorrow it could be a hundred million dollars. If you become comfortable with one million dollars, you think it's him who loses? No, it's you. But remember, the process of bringing you back to where you were, it's ten times harder. What I'm saying, when you lose a certain position in the Lord, to get back there, it takes you twice the effort. If it took you three years to arrive there, then you fall back. It may take you six years this time to get there, if you're lucky. Child of God, are you born again? I want you to ask yourself that question. Are you really, really born again? Because if you are, then be. Because you cannot believe and fear at the same time. You cannot be peaceful and stressed at the same time. I know the God that I believe. We've, we've gone through a storm, you know? My family and I, we, we've, had a, we've had a rough time. Sometimes I, I would tell the children, you know, if you have to stay home, be home. The days when there will be no fees, there will be no money. And I will tell them, if you have to be home, be home. But a day will come when you go to the best schools on earth. I refuse to panic. I refuse to put myself in a position where I'm going to lose sleep when Jesus Christ is sleeping. He's on the throne and me, I'm, I'm losing sleep. I refuse that. If things don't work today, don't worry. They'll work tomorrow. There's still another day for you to believe. If, if things don't make sense today, don't, don't beat yourself up because of that. Tomorrow, something will work out. If people leave you today, don't worry. Don't let them go. God didn't create you with them. As long as Jesus has not left you, you'll stick with Jesus. Because tomorrow will be better. You know? If those betray you and they say all oh, rubbish about you, don't worry about them. God has a good report about you. He loves you anyway. Jesus died to set you free from such people. So let them go. Even if they're from the church and they're here looking at you, let them go. If they don't want to be part of your life, don't, let, don't fight to keep them. Because God will bring those who will love you, who will respect you, who will appreciate you the way you are. For as long as you remain with Jesus Christ. The, the most important thing is this. Stay with Jesus the entire time. Stick to Jesus Christ. And he will bring the right people at the right time. He will bring the right job at the right time. The Bible says all things work together. But they can only work together when you are in the Lord, when you are in Jesus Christ. You stick there. Child of God, stick there. Your life may seem to be collapsing and you're saying, but Lord, I've waited for years. No, if you're in Jesus Christ, I want to say this to you. He will compensate you. Every single moment of your life, God will compensate. I've told you this story before. The Jews were in captivity 430 years. But do you know how the Lord gave them the nation of Israel today, the land where they are? It did not cost them a coin. No single Jew ever bought land. Did you know that? 
No Jew ever bought land. All the land they have, God gave to them. But somebody could have said, but Lord, I've wasted all my years. What have I gained from believing you as my Lord? What have I gained? I've been born again 30 years. What, what have I got? All I've got is people accusing me, betraying me, rejecting me. No. Don't see yourself like that. You keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. If you made a decision that you're going to align your entire destiny according to Jesus Christ, he will compensate you for every single second that you've lost. So don't look at yourself and think, but eh, may I have been born again. I've got nothing. People have come and they've gone. Maybe I was even better off not being born again. Then you begin to compare your life when you were in the world and when you were in Christ. That's wrong, child of God. It may not make sense now. It doesn't mean God doesn't have a plan. You stick with Jesus. You, the value of your life is not determined by anything or anybody around you. Your value is determined by Jesus Christ. And as sure as the Lord lives, the Lord loves you much more than you can imagine. Otherwise, Jesus would never have died. So make a decision today. Don't live according to the world. Don't live according to the world system. Because in the world system, you don't need faith. But you live according to the system of the Lord. Because if you live according to the system of the Lord, you will take God by his word. Let me ask you a question. Are there people that you take by their word? Do you have such people? You know, when, when they, if they tell me something, they'll do it. You have them? You have them? Everybody does. You should be like that with God. That if he gave you his word, he will keep it. And his word is here. It's for you. It's available. It's for you. You can take it. You can have it anytime you want to. He's the one who says, ask and you shall receive. But the reason why we don't take him by his word is because we don't know him. We haven't made a shift. But the day you make a shift completely to the Lord, it will become so easy to live with the word of God. Do you know that if you're living the other side, is that the laws the other side don't permit you to believe in the word of God. 